Afropean Blues in Bahia, a Black Feminist Journey. It's Monday night, and it's been such a day that I don't even, just to take it all in, is a lot. But, um, had my first lecture in the morning. We were a bit late, but everybody was a bit late. (laughs) So it was fine. Um, There was a professor called Angela. Um, I have her surname written down, but I'm already in bed, so... I'll write it down in the description. But um she gave she gave a beautiful beautiful uh, speech about what what the history of this course is. It's gone on for three years. This is the third one. And just the premise of, of creating creating a space for dialogue and just removing black feminism from its northern american center and opening opening up space for other black feminists to get into the conversation and to explore you know different aspects of what what it is that decolonization really is in practice and it was it was very moving there was um a poet uh and writer and Professor Conceição Ervisto, I think. And her her talk was also very moving. Um, she was talking about how how her work as a writer has, you know, what it's been like being a black woman that writes in Brazil, what what are the historical um, like paradigms that have been set in? What does it mean to be a black woman in literature, in Brazilian literature? What are black women like in Brazilian literature? What part of the n- national mythos have black women played 
and what what has their erasure and invisibility what has it meant for the story of Brazil? What what does it mean now? And what what needs what needs to change? It was very inspiring and um even though I was very tired and it was very long and I was hungover <laughs> because caprinhas are delicious and cheap. Um, it was beautiful. De utilização do corpo palavra no germe de minha escrita. Aprendi com as culturas orais de matriz africanas que o corpo está profundamente escrito na, no processo de, de narrar. Sem o corpo não há narração, não há história. Da oralidade africana, da inscrição do corpo no narrado, intento criar, pensar, compor a minha escrevivência. Afirmo que a vivência de meu corpo, a vivência coletiva de corpos negros e, mais distintamente, as experiências dos corpos de mulheres negras atravessam profundamente a minha escrita. Não peço licença para meu. We were at the University of Bahia, which, which in itself was. Wow. Like, so many things here take me back to, like, childhood memories. Like, the cement buildings that are, like, the very sharp edges and straight lines and simple forms. I remember those from, from Tanzania as a kid. And the trees in the yard. And, like, I remember spaces like that. It's really surreal because I feel like this is all very familiar, even though I know I've I've never been here before. And it's a strange it's it's a very strange and surreal kind of feeling. But it's comforting knowing that there are others who have who have these feelings as well and it came up in a lot of the conversations. Um I've been blessed with um, the company of other African feminists and one from South Africa who I will um, interview at some point was talking about how when when she was driving here it reminded her of, of, um, of home. I think she said of the Western Cape just driving through there and it really is and i know that um a long long time ago um south america and africa were connected like the the continental plates were connected and that's why there is a lot of similarities in in just the geography in the climate in the animals, but it's still, it's still really 
it's it's hard to describe and um yeah it was just a jam-packed day so we had lectures in the morning and we went for lunch and we went to the same same place by the by the by Tomas and um we ordered way too much food because we were so hungry but there were so many of us there that the kitchen was just taking forever and so the next lecture started late because everybody was late but all the conversations that we have I feel like we're constantly working kind of thing you know because we're we're in constant dialogue and it's 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 really intense but it's not heavy there's lightheartedness and um lots of laughing and i don't know how i've managed to not cry yet because i've i've been moved deeply i think it's it's a slow thing it's like coming but yeah, so then in the afternoon, went to the Hansen um, by uh, building. And there was a lecture by the colonial feminist scholar from Mexico, whose name I forget because I missed the beginning. Because we were some of the last people leaving the restaurant. But amazingly, I managed to follow most of it, even though it was in Spanish, which was really, it was, it was cool. Like I didn't get all of it, but, um, I've been reading a lot, so, so I could follow. They were talking about, um, what, what decolonial feminisms are about. They gave examples about, you know, the Zapatismo. Zapatista movement. They were talking about um, Bolivian um, feminists. They were talking about indigenous Maya in Guatemala and the feminist work they were doing there. And just sort of laying the groundwork for us to start having conversations about what, what you know, coloniality is, how it manifests. <coughs> what 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 is then um what is there for us outside of coloniality and one thing that really really spoke to me was what they were saying about how movements like um postcolonialism and and um anti-patriarchal work and anti-racism and anti whatever it's all reactionary work so it's in response to something. And for us to move forward and really, really build and heal, we need to move beyond the reactive. <coughs> and they, they answered a question um, that I didn't quite understand, but from, from the response they were speaking about, how when you, you're responding through fear, if you're working from a place of fear, your concerns are very immediate. You're thinking about whatever it is that is, you know, 
creating the danger and you're thinking about yourself. You're thinking about survival. But that's not living. You know, living is about more than just existing. Because under oppression, under marginalization and all those things, we we continue to exist. But just existing isn't the same thing as living freely. And so for us to be able to create what we need to live freely, we need to start from start from from a different place. And that's what decolonization is is about for me. It's about what is it that I would do if it wasn't for all of the the mind fucks that colonialism has has left us with how would we live what what does equality look like from that what does you know what what does freedom look like senté y dije bueno yo soy la esposa de un trabajador minero de Bolivia con un temor todavía, ¿no? Y me animé a plantear los problemas que estaban siendo discutidos ahí. Porque esa era mi obligación. Y los he planteado para que todo el mundo nos escuche a través de la tribuna. Eso me llevó a tener una discusión con la Betty Frieda, que es la gran líder feminista de Estados Unidos. Ella y su grupo habrían propuesto algunos puntos de enmienda al Plan Mundial de Acción. Pero eran planteamientos sobre todo feministas y nosotros no concordábamos con ellos, porque no abordaban algunos problemas que son fundamentales para nosotras, las latinoamericanas. La Frieda nos invitó a seguirla. Pidió que nosotras dejáramos nuestra actitud bélica que estábamos siendo manejadas por los hombres, que solamente en política pensábamos e incluso que ignorábamos por completo los asuntos femeninos. Como hace la delegación boliviana, por ejemplo, dijo, dijo Friedman, Friedman, Friedman se llama, ¿verdad? Entonces yo pedí la palabra, pero no. And at the end of her talk today, she uh, told us about exper an experience uh, where she visits a farm where uh, that was uh, related to colonialism. E ela falou que das coisas que ela falou que me chamou bastante atenção, que é algo que acontece aqui em Cachoeira Sobre uma espécie de romantização da escravidão. Os aspectos do colonizador, os aspectos da opressão são, é, são conservados. 
the, the characteristics of colonization, uh, the characteristics of uh, of the colonizer are preserved. Em contrapartida, é, elementos da existência negra são desqualificados. On the other hand, the elements of black culture are erased. Então aqui em Cachoeira existe um turismo. Here in Cachoeira there is a tourism. É, a cidade é considerada um museu a céu aberto. The city is considered an open air museum. Mas a história que é valorizada é a história do branco colonizador. But the history that is valued is the history of the uh, of the, the white the white colonizers. Os prédios, the buildings, as churches, as igrejas, os prédios, tudo que vocês veem aqui são construções feitas por mão de obra escravizada. All the buildings that you see here, they are all built by this lady, by this lady person. E para mim é uma dor profunda. Eu olho cada um desses prédios e eu sinto como um lugar de. 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 So the tour that she has planned for us has a decolonial perspective. Nós vamos conhecer uma comunidade que no período colonial foi considerada um quilombo urbano. We are going to go to see a community that during colonial time was considered a urban maroon community. Vocês vão perceber o estado de descaso que esse lugar está. And you're gonna learn, you're gonna notice how marginalized, uh, how marginalized the place looks. This place looks. É, o primeiro ponto escolhido foi aqui o porto. So this is the first uh, place, the port. Cachoeira, ela é chamada de cidade histórica. Patrimônio, cidade heróica, cidade heróica e patrimônio e monumento nacional. So Cachoeira is called a heroic, heroic city and national uh, During the colonial time, uh, Cachoeira was the second most important port uh, from, in, uh, during the uh, colonial enterprise that was happening in Bahia. Só perdia para o Porto de Salvador, que era uh, a capital. The first one was Salvador, the capital. E, enfim, era uma região estratégica que ligava tanto o transporte fluvial quanto as estradas, as estradas é, de Minas, do Sertão. to the city called Minas Gerais and some other uh, other spaces.
E também, então, além dessa, além dessa potência econômica e está situada numa região estratégica. So beyond this uh, economic potential and besides also being uh, situated in this strategic location, ela também teve uma importância política muito grande. Cachoeira also had a very important political. It was very important for it politically. Foi um local essencial nas lutas de independência do país. It was a fundamental place uh, to drive uh, the fights for the independence of the country. É considerado inclusive o um marco inicial da independência do Brasil. Consider actually uh, where the process of the, the process of independence uh, in Brazil began. Esse monumento ali representa a liberdade. So this monument here uh, represents liberty. Que marca o processo de luta pela independência que aconteceu nesse território. That, that marks the process, the struggle for independence that happened at this at this site here. E o que acontece aqui no Brasil é o seguinte. And here in Brazil, what happens is nós estamos situados na região nordeste. We are situated in the in the northeast region, que é uma região de população de maioria negra, which which is a region where uh, it has the, the 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 black population. E por ser por, por ter essas características, é uma região que é historicamente subalternizada. And for this reason, it is a region that is historic historically subaltern. Nossa história, nossa produção intelectual, our history, our intellectual production é subalternizada, is uh, subalternized. E a importância, a importância da cidade para a luta e para a independência do Brasil, inclusive é algo que não que não uh, the importance of the city for the struggle for independence uh, it's something that we you're not gonna see in the history books. So we are gonna continue. <laughs> And there are some peripheral, uh, per peripheral communities here that are uh, even uh, further, more poor than this one here. Mm. But this one, what you see here, this is uh, the, uh, the periphery here. Como eu tinha dito anteriormente, é, aqui existem aspectos muito importantes da história da cidade e da história da população negra. So here we are going to be able to identify very uh, important aspects of the city and uh, as important aspects of uh, the black culture, of black culture. Porém, não é um espaço valorizado pelo turismo. Uh, so it's not a place that is valued by tourism. E conforme vocês podem ver o estado, né, do... Uh, as you can notice here, by the way, it is kind uh, in terms of the, uh, the maintenance, as opposed to the buildings that you see down there. Tudo aqui é muito marcado como pertencente.
quente a preto. So everything here is uh, heavily marked as something that belongs to the black culture. Aqui para a comunidade é chamado Igreja do Rosário dos Pretos. So for the community, the, the church is named uh, Igreja dos Rosários do Preto. Does anyone know how to translate that? The so church the, of the rosary. The church of the rosary. The black, the black church black of the rosary. rosary. E aqui é o cemitério dos pretos. And so here is the, uh, the cemetery of the black. Então, é, essa igreja, ela foi construída em 1640. So this church was built in 1640. Wow. So it used to be the church of the uh, Nossa Senhora do Rosário Sisterhood. So. E outro elemento importante é que também em 1640 And another important element is that in 1640 junto com a construção da igreja in combination with the construction of this church é fundado o primeiro candomblé o que é considerado o primeiro candomblé do Brasil It was founded what is considered the first uh, site for candomblé in Brazil que fica na ladeira da cadeia, which is located uh, at the downhill at, at, in the jail building. E que se chama Roça do Ventura. And the name is Roça do Ventura. Então é considerado o candomblé mais antigo. So it is considered the oldest candomblé. Ah, ok. É. Candomblé. Então, o que aconteceu aqui no Brasil com relação à questão religiosa? So, as it refers to uh, the, the religion question, what happened here in Brazil? Havia no período colonial a imposição do cristianismo. There was uh, during the colonial period there was the imposition of Christianism. As pessoas negras elas precisaram é, de estratégias para vivenciar a sua religiosidade. So the black community needed to find strategies to be able to to experience and uh, to practice and practice uh, their re religiosity. E aí esse processo é chamado de sincretismo religioso. So this process is called is called a religious syncretism. Que o que é que acontecia? A população é negra é fingia cultuar santos católicos. So the black uh, community pretended to be cultivating the catholic saints. Quando na verdade estavam cultuando é, orixás e as suas divindades. But the truth was they were actually uh, cultivating the orishas. Conforme os anos foram passando, esse, esse sincretismo acabou sendo mais intensificado. So after the years, the syncretism uh, became more intensified. Hoje a gente percebe no Brasil um culto que de fato são tanto dos santos católicos quanto dos orixás. And today in Brazil we are able to notice uh, the, 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 the practice that it relies both on the Catholicism saints and also the orixás. Porém, a essência desse culto, desse sincretismo, era uma estratégia para vivenciar a religiosidade. So that was a strategy to be able to practice the religion. 
Então vocês estão agora. So we are here now. No espaço onde os ancestrais. In this, que, in this space where the uh, ancestors. Que fundaram o Candomblé no Brasil estão enterrados. Found, the ancestors who founded, uh, who create, uh, created Candomblé in Brazil are now buried. É, quando a gente fala desse processo de construção dessa igreja, de início da Irmandade de Nossa Senhora do Rosário, do Monte Formoso. When we speak of this process of building this church, that it was with the beginning of the sisterhood of Nossa Senhora do Rosário. A gente está falando de um período que ainda era um período de escravidão. We are talking about a period that was still the period of uh, slavery. Esse that was still going on. Esse espaço aqui era considerado um quilombo urbano. So this space here is considered a maroon community, a urban maroon community, onde negros e negras é, ex-escravos, ex-escravas, idosos residiam. Where uh, ex-enslaved uh, um, ex, ex, person, free. the elderly, free-enslaved person, elderly, used to live here. E pessoas que tinham conseguido alforria. And people who had, uh, who were able to obtain alforria. Does anyone? Freedom. Freedom. They had been free. É, os quilombos... Os quilombos, né, foram uma forma de resistência à escravidão. So the Maroon community was a form to resist to slavery. Foram comunidades de pessoas negras que fugiam do regime escravocrata. So there there were communities of runaway slaves that were running away from the uh, from slavery. E se escondiam em regiões isoladas e distantes do centro. And they used to hide in regions that were isolated and further from downtown, from the, you know, the center of the city. Não foi o caso desse território. This is not the case of this territory. Though. Aqui as pessoas, elas ou tinham alforria ou eram idosos que já não mais é, vivenciavam o sistema. So here was different, a different case because the ones here were Uh, uh, enslaved people who were able to buy their freedom or they were already uh, old people who couldn't serve the slavery system anymore. Mas por se tratar de um aglomerado de pessoas negras vivenciando uma existência no espaço, a gente chama de quilombo. And so because it was a community, a black community living in this place, that's why it's called a urban maroon, maroon community. Inclusive, a ideia de aquilombamento aqui no Brasil... Ela tem sido utilizada pelos movimentos de resistência ao racismo. So, um, act now, now in Brazil, this idea of marooning, right, creating maroons, like, they've been kind of reclaimed by the social movement, uh, late, they've been reclaimed by the social movement lately. Um, eu acho que por aqui já tá ok. Okay, and so now we're gonna go to the uh, the House of Chamber and Jail, which is now we're gonna go down near Pousada uh, Pai Tomás. So it's the last one. It's literally, literally the gist of a poem I wrote on the bus. Because, like, 
This reminds me so much of how I imagine Bukoba to look like. Right. So I'm from uh, northern Tanzania. Right. But I haven't been back for like 25 years. But yeah. my dad sends me pictures. Uh-huh. And there's hills, and there's trees, and there's red earth, yeah. and there's banana leaves. And like everything here is just like, it's like I'm coming back. I've never been here, and it's yes. just like... It feels so familiar. Yeah. I feel like it's a divine intervention that I'm even here. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like my ancestors made it possible for yes. me to be here. Yes. It's not by mistake at all. No, and like every person I've met, it's just like... Yeah. This was uh, like... I'm the white people. We were sent to each other. Like, right. they had a conversation, and they, and they were like, like, like you, we you, to... you, go. Yeah, we need to reconnect these people with yes. home. Yes, and with them. And from a diasporic perspective, yes, right? Yes, exactly. Because it's like so many of us are from like completely different like yes. heritages and different like, and like the roots we made to come here, yeah. like physically and also like knowledge-wise yeah. have been very different. And yet like so many of us are like, this feels, this feels cozy. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I know. You teach this because like, this has been something that, like, I, I did a, um, a podcast on Afro-Finnish history. Mm-hmm. And, like, Afro-Finnishness and Afro-Nordic identities are just, like, they're in archives somewhere yeah. under the N-word or something. Right. But, like, nobody really acknowledges that we're there. So yeah. I was, like, I guess one of the first people to make it, like, a popular or, like, easily accessible thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, I've been, like, just thinking about how, how, how the importance of, like, the stories of the diaspora are mm-hmm. and how in all of their difference there's so much that's similar. Oh, my gosh. It's and like it's, there's so many similarities. There's quite a few differences. And one of the things that's really striked me about the lecture this afternoon was that, because um, I lived in Atlanta, Georgia, I'm just thinking about how black struggle, how we've been indoctrinated and socialized into black struggle and our knowledge about it Mm -hmm. in a very U.S.-centric way. Mm -hmm. And so being here and like listening to this afternoon's lecture requires that people shift paradigms. Absolutely. um, And not interpret everything from a U.S.-centric perspective. That's very Western. Mm -hmm. um, And that's literally coloniality playing out. (laughs) Exactly. In, in space. And so that's really fascinating to me. So what are you working on right now? Um, are you like, is this a work trip or is this like... Oh, this is just... Um, this is just for personal. kicks. <laughs> Same. Yeah. I was like, well, I know my, you know, I don't think my job is going to be at the university. I also work at a reproductive justice organization. Oh, wow. So, of course. Just doing the most. <laughs> Oh, it's awesome. It's a pleasure to meet you. You too. Maya. Yes. Okay. What was your name? Jalisa. Jalisa. Yes. Awesome. I'll get your full name later so then yes. I can like throw it in here and you can hear yourself. So here is the house of chamber and jail. I got it. <laughs> So during the uh, during the, peri- the slavery period, uh, this the downstairs area you know you're seeing used to be the jail for uh, the black community. And 
desde a sua constituição, essa parte era a cadeia e a parte de cima era a parte administrativa. And so since it was uh, constructed, so this part here is the jail and upstairs it is the, it is the ad, administrative center. Uh -huh. Hoje, é, essa parte de baixo, ela funciona como um museu. So today, the, uh, what we are seeing here is a museum. Porém, a parte de cima é a Câmara de Vereadores da cidade. And so, still the upstairs, it is administrative, it is the, uh, the deputy house, how do you call that? So the political administration of this city is still on this very same place. It's not a coincidence. Reflete o modo como a administração política ela ainda é extremamente colonial. So it reflects the fact that the political administration it is still extremely colonial. Ah, ok. É, então, vocês vão poder... O espaço está fechado. So the space is closed. Fica aberto até 6 da tarde. It is open until 6 p.m. Porém, daqui a pouquinho uma funcionária ela vai abrir e vocês vão poder entrar. However, she knows someone and she got them to open for us. But I think she needs like 5 minutes or something, right? 5 minutes para você. So in five minutes, so I please be patient. I know we are all tired after a long day, but in five minutes, I mean, we can get in and. So either way, so this space is open every day of the week. From 9 to 6 p.m. Also, if you, if, you know, during your visit here, if you want to come back, so it's from 9 to 6 every day. Esse espaço, no que diz respeito à administração política, ele é um espaço importante. So, in terms of the political administration, this space is, a, is an important space. Para a história do Brasil. In terms of Brazilian history. Foi aqui que Dom Pedro, ele foi é, categorizado príncipe regente do Brasil. So, it was here in this space that... Uh, so uh, the first king of Brazil was uh, then uh, nominated uh, the, 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 the prince who would be governing Brazil. So as I, I have said before, Cachoeira is very important for the political emancipation of Brazil. Esse lugar aqui, para mim, é um lugar de sofrimento, de reprodução, de uma história de dor. So for her, this place here is a place of suffering, of reproduction of uh, a history of pain. Quando vocês entrarem, eu vou mostrar para vocês onde era o banheiro. When you get in there, she's going to show you where the bathroom, the bathroom used to be. Quando Conceição Evaristo fala que as nossas escrevivências não podem ser utilizadas para ninar os da Casa Grande, 
So when Conceição Evaris talks about that our escrevivência, did you get this uh, Conceição Evaris category? It's kind of like writing an experience. So it's like a, neolo a neologism like uh, that she coined. Uh, cannot be used to put to sleep the, the masters. Ela tá falando porque aqui no Brasil a gente vivencia uma espécie de romantização da escravidão. She's talking about that because here in Brazil we are kind of we live through a type of romantization of colonization. Mm. Por exemplo, lugares de sofrimento. So for instance, places of suffering like this one. Então, lugares de sofrimento como senzala. So places of suffering such as senzala. Does anyone know how to translate senzala? No. Do you speak senzala? Do you know the word senzala? Slave quarters. Just a specific term. Abolition, like 1888. Uh, 88, 1888. And when was it built? Mm for how long this place was used as a jail and she thinks it was until the abolition period like a century Então esse prédio ele foi construído começou a ser construído em 1600 So this building they start to build it in 1600s in the 1600s E ele é ele é muito importante para a constituição da da cidade and it's a very important building for the constitution of the city a primeira, a primeira obra que tem, é, que a gente tem registro da cidade é a Capela da Juda, que fica logo mais ali em cima. So the first uh, building that they, they, they've known about, that was built in the city, it is the small church of the Juda, that is kind of um, that way up there. Mas, é, mas a Capela da Juda, ela foi construída no intuito de servir para 
para os ritos religiosos de uma família específica. But this small church was built uh, in order to serve the religious rituals of a one specific family. A família de Adorno, que era uma família de colonizadores. A the family of Adorno, which was a colonizer family. Mas quando começa a pensar na constituição do que do que se transformaria em cidade. So when they start thinking about of constituting something that later on would become a city. Essa obra que é o marco inicial. So this is the building that they do at that moment. Ano passado, eu nem sabia desse dado, mas ano passado a professora Karina Ochoa, ela também foi professora do, da escola. So she didn't know that before, but last year, Karina Ochoa, that had the class today, was also here last year. E aí quando eu estava explicando isso, né, a importância desse prédio para a formação do que hoje é a cidade. And while I was explaining this, kind of the same tour, and talking about the importance of this building to the formation of the city. Porque... É a partir daqui que o entorno começa a ser construído. It is because of this building that everything else uh, starts to be built around. Hmm. A professora Karina Ochoa, ela disse que há uma diferença nesse marco inicial. So Karina uh, pointed out that there is a different difference in this kind of uh, initial moment. Quando se trata de população negra e quando se trata de população indígena. When you're comparing uh, the black population with the indigenous population. Quando é a população negra, a cadeia é o marco inicial. In terms of black population, the beginning, it starts with the jail. Quando é a população indígena, é a igreja que é o marco inicial. In terms of the native population, the indigenous population, the church is how it begins. Então, esse espaço hoje ele funciona como museu. So, this is a museum, this space now works as a museum. Há um apelo muito maior para ideia da importância de cachoeira para independência do Brasil. É, de... So there is. Há uma ideia, há uma ideia muito mais, é... há um apelo na verdade, há um apelo muito mais voltado para para o simbolismo da independência do Brasil do que da própria história. Okay, so kind of the building then, the emphasis that there is placed on this building relates way more to the idea of the independence than actually talk about in terms of slavery. Então, se vocês perceberem, em alguns lugares tem documentos, atas das reuniões políticas para pensar a emancipação. So if you look around, what you're going to see actually, it is uh, some documents, kind of documents that they're using when they're thinking about the political emancipation of Brazil. Os textos que temos são textos que remetem à, à independência. And the texts on the wall also are texts that refer to the independence process. E o fato desse lugar ter sido uma cadeia de pessoas negras and é the, secundarizado. Okay. And the fact that this place uh, was a, a jail uh, for the black population, it is it comes in the second place. I have a question. When we're talking about jail... What time period are we talking about? And is it like a question between the differentiation between like it was it a jail for like when people when enslaved people did something wrong like criminal or was this was a place where like enslaved people were held? Yeah. 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 I'm not sure if a translation. I thought it was a holding. Yeah. Or it feels like a holding right there. Yeah. Because I thought it was right there. That's why I said. Yeah. Translation. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Era pra quando fazia coisa errada, quando tava coisa errada de tentar fugir, por exemplo. So it was for them when they were make, doing some, some wrong, something wrong, like, like trying to run away. Porque havia, por exemplo, essa questão do trânsito, né? O escravizado, ele fugia de uma fazenda e ele era pego e ficava na cadeia até... So if an enslaved person would run away from a farm, they, you know, and then that that would be the place where they would rob them. Okay. E além disso, também por questão, o que era considerado crime, né, no no período também. In addition to that, the things that they would consider crime during that time. So it was about criminalization, robbery, murder. Resistance. Yeah. Resistance. E aí a gente tem o terreiro do Ventura, and que foi have, o primeiro terreiro do Brasil. And then you have a uh, terreiro of Ventura, so the house of Candomblé, that the first one here in Brazil. Mas ele fica muito longo. But it's really far away. Não é, não é pra, a ladeira é imensa. And the, the steep road, it's really steep and long. O que acontece aqui no Brasil, é, após, o, após a abolição da escravidão... So, in Brazil, after, uh, after the abolition of slavery... A população negra... The black population... Ela vai para as periferias. They move to uh, the outskirts of the city, to the periphery. O centro, ele continua sendo ocupado pelos brancos. The center continues to be occupied by, uh, by whiteness, by white people. Mas as periferias, elas começam a ser ocupadas por esses ex-escravizados, essas ex-escravizadas. And the, a, a, uh, the former enslaved person moves to the, to, to the periphery. Então, a ladeira é esse lugar que foi ocupado por pessoas que tinham sido escravizadas e é imenso. Então, sim, esse é o lugar lá fora. Acho que é isso. Acho que é isso. Tem algumas perguntas. O nome da estátua? Ela é uma santa, certo? Há uma estátua lá, uma santa. Com a mão? Eu esqueci o que ela se chama. Ela tem um nome. Anastácia. Anastácia, isso é certo. Você pode compartilhar um pouco sobre ela? Gente, Anastá, é, inclusive esse elemento é novo aqui, eu nunca tinha visto, desde que eu... So this element is actually new here, she has never seen this one here oh. before, so it's a new element in this space. É uma reprodução da escrava Anastácia. It is a reproduction of the enslaved uh, Anastácia. Escravizada, perdão. É, e ela, ela é um marco do interdito... Da boca. A Grada Quilombo, inclusive, utiliza a, a Anastácia para falar sobre esse processo de interdito da boca, porque eu não sei se vocês, se vocês chegarem perto, tem uma máscara que. So, if you look closer, there is a mask. So, uh, that figure marks the. Um, the silencing? The silencing. The, yeah. 
But it was an actual thing she wore. Yes, I, yeah. it's not she, a fake, like a bite, yes. bit in her mouth, yeah. mask. It's iron. So it was a metal mask that, you know, it was forced so that would prevent the enslaved person to eat the production. Mas a Grada Quilomba fala também que era um elemento de impedir que as pessoas se comunicassem. But in fact, also like an element to prevent people from communicating with one another. But they, it's, I think it's important to say about her that they did that because they thought she was too beautiful. That's why they did that. E ela tá falando que é importante dizer que em relação à Anastácia eles fizeram também porque ela era considerada muito bonita. E que quando ela cantava, ela poderia libertar as pessoas com a sua voz. Nice. E, assim, eu não sei se vocês já acompanharam, mas há uma reprodução romantizada, inclusive, disso, né? Teve recentemente um desfile onde uma modelo utilizou essa uma representação dessa massa. So I don't know if have uh, you've been following the media, uh, but late, recently there was a, a top model who kind of like were were using this mask, mm -hmm. yeah. like uh -huh. kind of a new oh, form of romanticization. Como eu tinha dito que ia mostrar, o banheiro era aqui. So here is the bathroom. What you see here on the on my last corner here. Então as pessoas elas conviviam com So they would be kind of sharing the space with the open bathroom, like just like that. How many people would there be in here at once? There's no record? No. She has no, no idea how many people well, have also, come through the space and no, no records. After abolition, records from slavery were burned, não necessariamente, mas assim, é, não eram dados que eram considerados importantes. Mas não eram os dados que eram considerados importantes. Esse registro não era importante. Talvez, assim, até porque assim, a, a, própria, a própria historiografia sobre esse período é, tem muitas limitações. The historiography of that time has lots of limitations. Talvez o que a gente possa encontrar, eu não tenho, eu não tenho, eu não tenho aproximação desses discos, mas o que a gente, talvez o que a gente possa encontrar nos arquivos seja um registro é, do do que seriam escravos fugitivos, porque existia um regime de falar, olha, foi encontrado o escravo tal para até ver quem era o dono desse escravo. So maybe in the archives uh, we would, could be able to find some information about uh, the, uh, the enslaved person who had run away because it was a way actually to communicate, hey, this, uh, you know, this person has run away and so people would know and would help to find. But that's it. So mm -hmm. I think, yeah. Thank you. 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 So, yeah, thank you all, and... And there was some pushback. There was some pushback from... from people, because they're... 
questioning what what does this have to do with like how does this relate to black feminism how does this relate to black people like these are examples about indigenous communities that aren't black and to me like it feels like there there's there's different kinds of needs that people have and I don't need to see myself in the example in the same way that I felt that these questions were coming from. I can relate to a lot of the a lot of the sort of stories and and practices and movements that have existed in Latin America just being African because the aftermath of colonialism, the independence movements and just, you know, the influence of, of American imperialism, of the Soviet Union um, during the Cold War, of the EU now, and all of, all of you know, what has now become neocolonialism. That's something that we have in common. And I think that that's part of why um, there is the strong need in a way to um, want to center black womanhood in these conversations. And that's not to belittle any of any of the importance of wanting to see how you fit into this conversation. But I feel like there is there is a resistance to um, just acknowledging a complicity in hierarchies on a global level. And I think that having, having this conference here um, is, is, is bringing up, I mean, the whole purpose of it is, is in part the displacement and moving the center of knowledge outside, you know? Um, but I think that it's very different for me to approach these conversations than it is for those coming from North American um, setting. It's it's really, you know, oppression Olympics is a bit much, but it's like I feel like that's 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 what it kind of comes out to be sometimes and. Um, even the question of there was a question about indigenousness and who who is indigenous because um, the person asking it is is American and um, their their heritage um, is you know they're descended from from slaves and so their their 
root, like there's the the connection to the indigenous practices of their own people has been cut. And also there are indigenous people in Africa. So so what does this return to indigeneity, indigenousness mean like for them? And I was just thinking about how when I was talking to my father about um, being higher and what does what does that mean and like who are we? And I asked him if we're indigenous and he was like, yeah, sure. But there's the question of like who defines what indigenous means? And I wanted to ask this question, but it was really hectic and I don't speak Spanish <laughs> and I wasn't like you know, ready to get into that conversation in that space. But I'm going to ask the professor, like, what about, you know, the elephant in the room of just indigenousness in itself being a colonial construct? Like, from what I've understood, the Haya are an example of people who migrated from elsewhere in Africa, but have been where they have, you know, stayed for thousands of years, right? But that's not indigenous. They're not indigenous in the same way that um, the people in, for example, Australia are. Because being indigenous in Africa is a different thing. Being Indigenous and tribal peoples in Africa is a specific category, and it's a question of of legal rights to a certain extent, more than it is about um, identity and heritage, because there's so many tribes, there's so many different peoples, and we're existing in these, you know, made-up borders that add this whole mess to everything but what is it what does it mean then to return to that indigenousness when like what 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 was the original of you know i don't know it's it's really oof, complex and heavy and I was just really happy that I'm in a space where there's room for these questions, there's room for these thoughts, and there's room for these conversations to be had because these are the type of things that, you know, I used to write about on Facebook in a feminist group online and that I used to, like, try and get people to, like, be like, oh, shit, did you notice? Like, I saw this shit. What do you think? And most people didn't have anything to say because they're unfamiliar with the whole, you know, the whole area of knowledge. And here I am, just every conversation I have has given me something. Most of them have given me something new. People, people constantly teaching me. And then I, I don't, I don't mind being wrong, you know. And it's great. Being wrong and having somebody else tell me, no, no, actually, that's that's not how it is. And then they explain the thing to me and I'm like, oh, shit, thank you. 
Thank you. Because I so rarely have that. I so rarely have someone to have these conversations with me about these topics. You know? Yeah. But so, yeah, that was the afternoon. And after that, we um, went for a historical tour of Bahia of Cachoeira. Um, we started off in the square by a um, monument, and I recorded. I recorded the the tour, and I'm hoping the sound came out good. So then uh, I can share. But these days, ooh, they've been long. Tomorrow, truly, we are no more Caprinas. Um, <laughs> have to get some proper rest. But it's very tempting to just want to sit with, sit with everyone and ramble on and, you know, laugh and, and engage in more dialogue. But I, I am going to need some time by myself. Just so... If, if for nothing else, so I can listen to these recordings that I've made because they're racking up. So I don't end up with like a three hour episode. Of course, I could put several out at once, it's not really a problem. But also, like, I don't want to be alone, you know? Um, I, I, I am quite anxious. And there, there are things that are, that are triggering, and it's it's okay so far. Like it hasn't been, you know, bad. But um, I need to pace myself so I don't like crash at some point. But I mean, just being here, like at the beginning of the tour. Um, the historian, Jessica, said that all of the buildings in the city, all the old ones, they were built by slaves. And just, you know, that's, oof, that's, that's heavy. Went to an old church that was built in 1640. And I couldn't have imagined that it was that old when we went past it. I'm not used to seeing buildings that are centuries old, you know? And that in and of itself is like, whew. But then just the. There's this. Profound sorrow that lives here, and just memories of pain and violence there. They're everywhere, you know. I mean, that's why there are black people here, and 
um, most of the time I get to exist with these things being abstract ideas, just knowledge of something horrible having had happened is, is enough, right? But to be surrounded by physical objects that, that carry those, those memories, um, is really, it's, it's, it's rough. Yeah. But, um, I'm gonna do my best to go to sleep. The time difference is, is getting to me, I think. But tomorrow's day two. This was like, this was only day one, and it was, it was an adventure. It truly was. And I, I really look forward to, to the rest of the week. I'm still very happy. I'm still, I'm still super grateful and humbled by this opportunity to be here. And I'm glad you're, you're here with me. So, um, I'll talk to you soon.